0: You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast for getting unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. Season two, this one's about love. I'm Becca Kelly, mama extraordinaire and badass boss lady. And I'm Carol, dating coach with a brand new YouTube channel, Ask Carol and Ashley. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties?
1: This is a beautiful day, is it not? It sure is. Season two. A beautiful a beautiful evening, I should say. Yeah. It's nighttime. We never do this at night. Are you drinking? Am
0: I drinking? Tell the truth. No, I should have. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not either. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. That could have been a nice little nighttime feature.
1: I guess so. We're not another round. There's another podcast, um, two girlfriends that sit around drinking and talking about stuff. (laughs) I think we'd go too far, honestly. Like, I feel like All of a sudden, we would just wouldn't be making any sense. We'd be talking in circles. We'd just be like, no,
0: it's not good for us. This is barely coherent when we're sober, so. (laughs) That's right. Well, welcome back, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Had the baby. He's uh, three months.
1: Yes, I myself have been to visit this baby. It's a real live baby, and he's so cute. He is a cutie hmm it's great it's just wonderful and I and we enjoyed our time together we hung out a little bit in actual real live yeah flesh world which was awesome um flesh and we worked world. a lot
0: on this season that sounds like an adult a really gross <laughs> adult story <laughs>
1: Um. Okay. So anyway, we're back. Obviously, season two. We are super, 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 super excited. We are, and we have um, been getting some letters from you guys. We've been getting some questions in the off time. We have heard from quite a few people, and I don't know what motivates someone to write a letter to us or write just a comment to us. You know, like I, I wonder if it's just like they think about it, think about it, think about it, and finally they do it. Mm-hmm. But y'all, this means
0: yeah so much it to really us. It really does.
1: I mean, as we are just starting out, you know, we've done a full season. We are really committed to you, of course, and we really want to help y'all. And we just also are helping ourselves through this. And that's what a lot of people have said, that it's like refreshing to, Uh, interact with people that are kind of learning as they go, which I'm like, Uh, is that that an insult or what? (laughs) You know, it just means a lot to us. It means means that we can feel really confident about moving forward and continuing to make this show. And the more you guys like it, the more we want to make it. And so please continue to write to us. And on that note, I do have one little snippet from someone who did write.
0: Yeah. Can I share? Please do. Perfect.
1: This is from Sophie. She's French, y'all. So she's listening all the way across the world, which, you know, it makes me feel bad that like my own family members don't don't bother to listen. I know, right? <laughs>
0: well, bonjour <laughs> so she's from Sophie. France.
1: <laughs> Bonjour. So, anyway, she says the two of you fit really well together, like two pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. And unlike any other people doing podcasts, I can really feel that you're tuned toward others and willing to be as helpful to them as possible. And you've been really helpful to me. For example, very recently, a negative thought tried to take hold of me. And then I rethought about the advice you'd given about personification. Who are you to tell me that I can't or won't do it? Thank you so much. So, Thank you, Sophie, for letting us know about that. We're so glad the advice helped you. And honestly, y'all. I was about to say gracias. What? I forgot what. Mercy. <laughs> oh, no. Mercy.
0: <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> Bonjour. Je m'appelle Carolyn. To tapel.
1: Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. We need your help, guys. So Sophie, anyone else who's written, anyone who listens, we need reviews. We need you to share us. We need us to recommend us to our friends. The best thing you can do is if whatever you're listening on, if you like an episode, like actively press the share button and send it to someone that really, really, really helps us to gain new audience, to make traction, to, you know, feel like I said, like the more people that listen, the better we are able to know what you guys like and the better we are able to serve you. Exactly. Because
0: we're bilingual, obviously, and trilingual, trilingual. you know,
1: Spanish and French, (laughs) exactly,
0: exactly. gracias, merci, bonjour. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. (laughs) What are we talking about this season? Go ahead. So
0: this season... So last season, we talked about the relationship that you have with yourself. Got to get that in order before we talk about relationships with anyone else. In this season, now that we got our own shit together, presumably, we're going to be talking about relationships with love. Love relationships. Relationships with your man or woman. Mm -hmm. So I am a dating coach, so I'm really excited about this season. This is where I... Shine, shine and shine yeah, it's your wheelhouse. shine and shine and shine and yeah. So I'm really excited about this season. We're going to be talking about everything from resolving past hurts with exes. We're going to be talking about moving on from the past. We're going to be talking about how to handle our expectations with our current relationships. Um, the ups and downs of dating, especially in the digital world and trying to maybe see if we can get back to dating the old fashioned way because that's how me and Becca both found our booze and that's how... Mm -hmm. That's how most people have found their partners throughout history. So I think that sometimes we forget about that. But anyway, really, when me and Becca met up together, we kind of talked about what we wanted our listeners to get out of the season. And what we kind of decided on is that we wanted you guys to realize that you're never out of time to live the life that you want. So I know when you hit your late 20s, early 30s, especially as women, we start thinking about settling down with a family. If we want one, we start thinking about children and we can kind of get this pressure that our biological clocks are ticking and we need to find someone immediately and it kind of stresses us out. So we just want you guys to know that you get, you have time to live the life that you want to live and that you do not need to rush. So there is always Definitely. something more and you are not out of time. That is this season's mantra for sure.
1: And I think like one thing we talked about too is like you know we we wanted to really serve you guys again and so trying to figure out like at what point in this you know puzzle you all are was was really like confusing for us we're like well what do people need to know about do they need to know about dating do they need to know about marriage you know do they need to know about life with kids or or about living a life without a partner and so what we tried to do is kind of like start by talking about dating and then talk about turning dating into a long-term relationship and then also towards the end kind of talk more about how to maintain a long-term relationship relationship. So I do think this will have something for everyone. So as you're listening, you know, if it's, if that one episode doesn't speak directly to you, maybe the next one will. And so stay, you know, stay with us. There's something you can learn for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I think that there's something you can probably get out of any one of the episodes, no matter where you are in your relationship, because really what it all circles back to again is the relationship that you have with yourself, because the tighter the relationship you have, with yourself, the tighter relationships you can have with other people. That's just how it, I mean, I know that's so cliche, like love yourself first, but it just is what it is, people.
1: Yeah. So should we recommend that they go back and listen to all of this season one (laughs) before they start listening to season two? I'm just kidding. If you have done it, great. If you want to do it, great. But we're not going to force you to go backwards. We can start from right this moment. So what are we talking about today?
0: So today we're going to be talking about a hundred. a hundred a 100%. 100%. 100% to your relationship. So a lot of times we think about relationships as 50-50. But um, today we're going to talk about how we think that it really should be 100-100. And I know that you had a certain way of kind of looking at this, Becca.
1: Yes, I've been thinking about this for a long time, right? So if everybody joins me in putting your hand in a C and a backwards C. And you're looking at this like like a circle. And I think a lot of people think like, okay, you take your hands apart, this is me, this is you, we put it together and we make one full person, half and half makes whole. But I really like to think about this as if you were to close both of your hands and then put them together so that two holes are coming together to make a partnership, right? right? So when I think about this is like, if you're only half a person, and you're expecting someone else to come to you and complete you, that's really a codependent relationship, right? You're saying, I'm missing half of what I'm meant to have and you have the pieces for me. It's like you're my soulmate, every piece has to fit. But when two whole people come together and choose to stand side by side and choose to bring their lives together and continue on as a partnership, that is actually the more fulfilling relationship. Like, you don't want to depend on somebody else to
0: make you whole.
1: Right. You want to be whole as yourself and then come together with someone else who is already also whole.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I. I struggled with this a lot in my 20s. For most of my 20s, I thought relationships were supposed to make me happy. And my happiness kind of relied on the presence of a man in my life. And if I wasn't in a relationship, I was always dating. So I could hear that I was pretty and that someone wanted me and you know wanted to be around me. And if a relationship was ending, I just could not even handle it. <laughs> I was always trying to manipulate right. my way back into bad relationships, which is so crazy because it's like... The relationship is no good, but I'm still trying to find my way, like sending like fake text messages, like pretending that I wasn't sending. Have you ever done that like pretended to send a message Wait, to someone? No. What? Like
1: <laughs> Oh, you're like you're just like send it to someone else, but you actually meant to send it to Oh, sorry, that wasn't for yes, you. Yes,
0: the oh, sorry, that wasn't oh, for my you God, just to like get them that is thinking wild. about you or you just did not I don't do know that. Dumb shit like that. Little manipulative things to get back into good graces with people that aren't even worthy of you, basically. But anyway, I was always trying to manipulate my way back into bad relationships because they did make me feel happy sometimes and I felt that I couldn't be happy without them and that's the trap, that's the problem. I would stay in bad relationships because I felt I needed them to feel happy and excited and desired, entertained, seen, validated, loved, worthy. And if I felt those things in my single life, like when I was on my own, Then I wouldn't have felt like I needed these relationships as much and I would have left bad relationships sooner so when you don't have full happy life. Like for instance, when I was in my twenties, I didn't really have a vibrant social life. Like I, I kind of abandoned all my friends. I was living way wilder and crazier than the friends that I had. So I kind of just, um, yes, we've heard about this. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I kind of lost a lot of my friends. And so when I was in a relationship, I kind of depended on them for a Like way more than what they could have possibly given to me. So I always wanted to hang out with them I didn't really have that many other people to hang out with so if they were gonna hang out with one of their friends or Not be able to see me it would just crush me and I would be so upset Mm. and maybe start an argument and just you know, I felt like they were supposed to make me happy instead of me already being happy and them already being happy and us just sharing our world together instead of trying to like mm-hmm. take someone, you know, use up someone's energy to make you happy.
1: Right. And really this is a conversation about autonomy, right? You know, that we, we kind of think about our partner as an extension of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, your partner is their own person with their own life and their own thoughts and all of their own things going on. Right. And I think that if you can't allow your partner to also have their own life, their own interior life. And we've talked about this before, you know, that sometimes it's difficult to let your partner go. And of course there's limitations and there's a conversation to be had about how much you want someone to step away or how much you want to step away. And hopefully it matches. At the end of the day, you deserve the space that you need to be an autonomous person. And so does your partner. Right.
0: Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, I tried to come up with a few tips so people wouldn't be getting lost in trying to get their partner to make them feel these feelings that they should be trying to generate on their own. So uh, my first tip is that when you're relying on a relationship to fulfill you, you create imbalance. So look for imbalances in your current or previous relationships to signal where you're not fulfilling your own needs. For example... Mm -hmm. If you rely on your partner to feel happy, which I think is the most common, like if people just want, you know, all those good uh, chemicals, dopamine and serotonin and <laughs> oxytocin that your partner yeah. provides for you. And when they don't, it's like, Mah! it feels like you're going through withdrawal. But when you put undue pressure on this person to behave exactly as you want them to behave um, so, they, so there won't be any conflict and you get really upset anytime there's an argument or a disagreement and it just feels like your whole world is falling apart. You end up treating them more as a cast member in the movie of your life instead of recognizing that they have their own movie going on. Like Becca said, like they have their own life and you should have your own life. And so if you realize that anytime you guys are having a disagreement or anytime you're feeling disappointed in something that they did, if you can't enjoy the rest of your life, if you can't be happy with your family and you can't be happy at work and you can't be happy at the twerk contest with your friends. Oh, shoot. (laughs) If You can't even be
1: happy. Nothing makes me happier than a twerk contest. (laughs)
0: You can't be happy there because you're just thinking about your relationship and like how they're out with their friends or whatever. um, And all you want to do is wait by the phone and craft the perfect text to get their attention. You know, that's an imbalance. That's a signal that you you're relying way too much on this person to create happiness in the other areas in your life where you should be creating it for yourself. So if you find yourself saying things like, you don't make me happy anymore or you're supposed to make me happy, you're putting too much responsibility in your partner. And you're resp- at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own happiness and it's impossible for anyone to make you happy all the time.
1: And I think with that, there is an importance of like figuring out for you what are the things outside of your relationship that also make you happy Absolutely. and then being sure that you continue on with that stuff once you get into a relationship. So, you know, if it used to be before you met someone that... I don't know, going on a pedicure date with your buddy made you really happy, then you shouldn't just stop doing that because you have a partner now. You should continue to make time for that same thing.
0: I don't know how often guys do this, but girls do this all I think they do it too. the time where it's like you get they get in a relationship and they just completely just drop their friends like, sorry, bitch.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it happens on both ways. And I, and I think, well, I think it's understandable for a little bit of time, you know, when you're in that honeymoon phase, like, and people need to understand that, but eventually you do need to pump the brakes a little bit on, on the relationship and, and also get back to the rest of your life. Yeah.
0: So my second tip is to recognize when you're too wrapped up in your partner's life. So another sign you're not coming to relationship with 100% is when you're way too involved in their lives. You might be thinking, but aren't I supposed to be involved in my booze life? And yes, you are. But when you notice that... To a degree. Yeah, to, an, to a degree. But when you notice that you're working harder to help them fulfill their goals than you are on your own, like helping them revamp their resume when you hate your own job or... If you're more excited to do things for him than you are for yourself, you might want to ask yourself why. Why is it more important to do him a favor and organize his closet when yours looks like a TJ Maxx dressing room? And sorry to shit on TJ Maxx. I was just trying to think, (laughs) what is the store that probably has the worst dressing room? I was going to say Forever 21, Oh, but I don't know. (laughs) R.I.P. So yes, ask yourself why it's more important to improve his life when your life is lacking in certain areas. When you put their needs above your own, it's a sign that their needs matter to you more than your own. You have made them more important than yourself in your own life. So when they're gone, you feel lost. So look for areas where you're focusing on them when you could be focusing on you. I have something to say about this too, really quick. When
1: you show them that they are more important to mm. you than you, they are going to reflect that back yes, to you. Yes, and
0: they're going to dance all over your ass Yes, sh- of course. <laughs> they're going
1: to be like, oh, this person doesn't even value themselves, so why should I value them? Like, if you if you come to the relationship with a low sense of self-worth mm-hmm. or you put someone above you, all the, like, it's, it's psychological. They're not going to mean to do it. It's, sub, you know, it's the subconscious, But at the same time, how can they treat you as if you are important if you're not willing to even model that for them?
0: Yeah, exactly. So if it's like some guy, you let them borrow your car and then next thing you know, every weekend they have your car and you don't even see them all weekend. (laughs) You're taking the bus. (laughs) You're taking the bus and they don't even care. They're like, what? I was supposed to pick you up? Oh, my bad. So yeah so look sorry continue so on. look for areas where you could be you could be focusing on yourself but you're focusing more on them And like I was I was gonna say you don't that doesn't mean that you never help anyone or you know you don't want of course when you get into a new relationship you start doing each other favors to kind of build trust and prove that you care or whatnot but you can definitely go overboard with this and if you ask yourself the question like would I do this for myself? would i do this for my friend like if he's asking you to drive 2 hours to do some dumb shit and they have you on some s- dumbass dummy mission ask yourself mm-hmm. hmm, would i drive 2 <laughs> hours to buy a pair of shoes there is like a kind
1: of gray line here that's sort of difficult to see but like i would do anything for my husband anything he asked me to do i would yeah, do yeah but he's your husband but with now with that But no, but it's it's not just that, though, because you don't do anything for any husband. I would do anything for my husband because he's already proven to me that he is a trustworthy, caring person that's built this foundation of trust with me. So I can say to him, I would do anything for you because he's not going to send me on a dummy mission. Exactly. He's not going to ask me to do something that's going to make me uncomfortable. He's not going to ask me to put myself at risk. And so all of that comes way later down the line. Yeah. You know, like I've been with my husband for nine years. So it's, it's different. Yeah. At this point, I know that I can trust him to open myself completely to the possibility that I would do quote unquote anything because not everything is actually on the table. Yeah. Yeah. True.
0: <laughs> you know, and he knows that. <laughs> All right. What's number three? My third tip would be to identify the feelings you want from a relationship and look for ways you can conjure those feelings for yourself. So you want to feel excitement? Try something new with your friends or go on little adventures by yourself. Discover new parts of your town or city. Plan trips or outings that you can look forward to. If you want to feel desired, get dialed up and feel sexy. Go out on a night on the town and I don't know. Make eyes with a bartender. Exactly. Exactly. Take a little bubble bath Mm. with some rose petals or cook yourself a fancy meal. Um, If you want to feel loved or appreciated, you can volunteer somewhere or be there for your friends and family who are going through a hard time. Whatever feelings you're looking for in a relationship, you can... Find ways to provide those feelings for yourself. And that is what this is really about. Taking care of your own needs so you won't rely on someone else to take care of them for you. Because no one will take care of you as well as you can.
1: And you know what? This is the advice that I always give my friends that are single and are searching. I feel like they get into this headspace with themselves where they're like, I want to find this thing. I want to find this thing. Why isn't this happening? I've been on another bad date. And they're like spinning out of control. And I always say, you know, the only thing you can do, like you can't control this. You don't know when the universe is going to present you with someone that's viable. All you can do is enjoy the life that you have. And I'll tell you what is taking away from your enjoyment of your life is constantly having this anxiety and this worry about not finding this this perfect person that you're looking for. And if you actually focus back in and really enjoy the things that you do have and that are great about your life, you're going to just be happier. And then when you're happier and less stressed, you're going to be more attractive to someone else.
0: Absolutely. And then when you start dating them, you're going to have your own life going on. So every little thing that happens in your relationship isn't going to throw you way off course in your own life. And I think that's really what what the goal is with this whole thing is that when you have to trust that if no matter what happens with your relationship, you have to trust that you will be good. Like you know yes. that at the end of the day that this person can come or go and you know go out of your life. And you'll still be all right because that's why we stay in shitty ass relationships because it's like, oh, well, I don't want to be by myself and they make me happy half the time. And, you know, right. You you get into that space where you're trying to save something that's not even worth saving because you feel like your life alone is not as good as your life even with a shitty partner. Right.
1: And that and that's that is what it's about. It's about getting to a place where whatever relationship you're in and this actually like really relates to the one tip I was going to add to yours is just to say like exactly that. Like whatever whatever is going on in your relationship that you know that you yourself can walk away and survive. Right. Exactly. You never want to feel like you like you are totally tied to someone else. And with that, though, I think that when you have two independent people that both know that and it's obvious to each other, like you're looking at your partner and you're like, dang, you could really you're hot. Mm -hmm. You could go and get somebody else. Like if we broke up tomorrow, you could date, you could move on, you could establish another relationship like that is always there in your relationship, of course. And for most of us, it's just like hanging in the air. Like, yeah, like I'm not the end all be all of everything in your life. Mm -hmm. But when you actually have that, and then you both have the foundation of the commitment and you both are there to say, I'm a hundred percent in this. I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry. And then you show each other that, that is the strongest bond you can have. That is so much stronger than a codependent relationship that's based on fear.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a good way to wrap this up. Yeah, me too. Makes you a lot more free when you know you can take it or leave it.
1: Take it or leave it. That's right. And, you know, like I said, you don't want to be just every day like take it or leave it, you know, (laughs) but at the same time, like I don't think that that's an unhealthy thing to have, especially when you start dating and you're getting in those, you know, like when you're when their boundaries are being Mm -hmm. tested and, and you can kind of like see what what someone is going to do or not do and what you know they're testing you to see what's acceptable to you and if you have that mentality of like I like you and I want to be with you and I want to be here but I'm not going to get shit on and I'm not going to be uncomfortable so you can you know work with me I'll work with you we'll meet in the middle but I'm not going to just like give myself over to this without you know you knowing that there are, there are, you know things that would make me Walk away. And when I walk away, I'm still going to be good because I'm my own person.
0: There it is. I am my own person. That's not even a song. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> it is it now. Is now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So the homework. Really quick. Look at your current relationship or past relationships and identify one area where you could become more independent. So what did you do for this?
0: So I focused on my past relationships for this because I feel like those are the relationships where I was most codependent. And where I could have been more independent is having a more full social life or just uh, trying to find excitement. And I think that's really what it was for me Mm -hmm. is trying to find excitement in my personal life and not always getting it from my partner. Because that's like, I just would feel like my life was so boring until I got a boyfriend and then we would go places and do things and like cause trouble. (laughs) But in my own life, I would just be like, meh. Like I wasn't doing enough to create excitement. So, or like adventure or just like new mm-hmm. experiences. So I would have focused on creating new experiences and creating excitement and adventure where I was relying on my relationship for that. That's a good one.
1: Um, for me, I don't talk, I haven't talked about this much on the pod yet, but um for me and my some of my past relationships, I you know I, I've suffered from depression at times in my life. And when I was in a relationship and I had a bout of depression, there was a real negative um, imbalance. Uh, yeah. And I think that this is the thing that you were talking about earlier. It's like expecting right. someone else yeah, to no. make you happy. But then when you actually have like clinical depression and you're expecting someone else to like solve that, like that is just a pressure that a relationship cannot hold especially like when I some of my symptoms with it was just kind Mm, of like mm. erratic behavior up and down like you know just and and someone that's especially because it was when I was younger and people I think were just really wanting to have fun and to have lighter relationships and of course like everyone in their 20s is melodramatic so it's not like there was no drama but I think it's it's pretty difficult to be with someone that is riding an emotional roller coaster and is also um like abusing alcohol and not taking any responsibility or steps toward making any of that better. And so I think in that way, um, just like you have to be responsible for great parts in your life or bringing positive energy in when you yourself are suffering yeah. from something that is not something you can just put a hundred percent onto your partner and expect them to stick around and deal with that for a, a gray period of time, you know? Um, So I think I wish that I had just been a little bit more aware of how my actions affected others, I guess. And just, you know, kind of did a better job of self-care.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about. Self-care. It really is. Making sure you're looking out for you first. That's all.
1: all it is people so guys think about that think about right now think about before think about you know one way that you can bring independence into your life autonomy into your life whether you have a partner or not and just make an improvement that can make each day a little lighter a little better um a little happier for you and uh we are starting up q a again next week we are you know it's kind of a slow burn but we're gonna get this season popping off so what do we got for q a
0: this week we have a question from jessica I've recently started dating a guy I met on Bumble and he's canceled dates with me last minute a couple of times. Is that a red flag? And should I stop dating someone just because of one red flag or should I wait for more to emerge? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Well, I love talking about red flags. Me too.
1: And we got this question. We were like, oh, perfect. I have a whole list of red flags.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're gonna list off our top five red flags. So I think that'll be a good one. Me too.
1: A little quick snappy one. And... um. In general, as we're talking about dating and love and relationships and marriage and all these things this season, we would love to have more of your questions. So if you're hearing this and you're inspired to write a question about dating or about relationships, we'd love to answer it. Give our um, two cents, however much that means to you. Uh, I'm guessing something. <laughs> if you're still here, yeah. And I just want to bring it back to the first thing we said. Thank you for you know sticking with us through this as we kind of introduce the new season and talk about what we're going to talk about. But again, y'all, like it really, really, really helps us. One, when you tell us what you like, when you tell us how we've helped you, like we will focus in on the things that are doing the most for you. But in order to do that, we need to know what those things are, and that means you need to tell us. And two, if you could just share with a friend. Um, send it to them or if not that, then write a review. These things all really, really, really help the podcast, help us have um, a future in doing this, which we really love doing and we want to keep doing. So that's that. Mm-hmm. We need you. You need us and we need we you. We need you. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So anyways, this has been for the first episode of the second season. Whoop, whoop. Carolyn and Becca mm-hmm. saying. There is
0: something more and you are not. Out of time, girl. Kicking the panties. Stop driving that fool to work when you have errands to run. Get your shit together.